Now, what? Sorry. Go. Go. Good morning. Good morning. Guten Tag. Guten Hafenschlagen. What language was that? That was Switzerland. Okay, that's a country, not a language. Uh, wasn't it a game show? Switzerland? No. Uh, that's a country, not a language? Yeah. That was a game show? Wasn't it? Uh, I've never heard of it. How does it go? You, you, Give me a round. Alright. Um, um, Nepal. Uh, country. France. Country. French. Language. Good. Do, do I advance to the next round? You do. It was on the BBC. Really? Yes. They've gotten more complicated since then. They have. Yes. Now only the, Connect. Yes, We've Only Connect. About oh, it's a great show. Hard, hard, hard stuff. Why can't they just show that on BBC America? What would be the problem? I don't know. But there's that great website, though, that we've talked about before that people have contributed puzzles to that you get to play the same game. Right? I enjoy watching it, though. Yeah? Yeah, but you can't... You, it's like one episode that you can watch. Which episode? Uh, the third. <laughs> Did, was it Only Connect? What was the episode that I saw where some guy won the game no it was some other BBC game show some guy won the game after one guess oh that was uh, is that uh, the same game that was Wheel of Fortune no it was a British game but yes it happened on Wheel of Fortune too she didn't got, it happen on didn't she get it with like she one letter she had an, an L, L and she knew there was no R and she and just so she, got she said I've got a good feeling about this that was yeah. with just an L that's ridiculous it is that is insane. See, she actually said she knew it before she even got the L. Because she had, there's the apostrophe. Yeah. And so, so it was blank, apostrophe, blank, blank. So it, no, I understand the distribution of letters. No, no, I, but, but so she thought, okay, well, that's probably I've, and then she just. Could be I'll. I, I, I don't know. She said that's and what And what, what does she do? You make more money if you keep guessing, you keep spinning the wheel and guessing Yeah, but consonants. you don't get on YouTube and, and whatnot. So? I'd rather have the money than no, be on YouTube. No, you but you can, there's a risk. You could you could get a bankruptcy. You could, but her way, she got an L, so that's $100. She got $100. I don't really she know. She got $100. I don't know how the game works. Pat Sajak is an ultra-conservative, and I don't really watch the show. No, he is an ultra-conservative. I didn't know that until, like, two days ago. And he also has cheater crossword books. He has a whole system of crossword books that they cheat. What do you mean? They're like, they're like symbols. It's I can't remember what it's called. If you look on Amazon, you look up Pat Sajak, he's got this whole line of cheaty... It's a way to make Sudoku and crosswords easier okay. and less challenging for people who enjoy word searches, I guess. And it's just stupid. Really? It's like sim- I could use this book for Fridays and Saturdays. Well, it only works on in his books. Oh, he has books of crossword puzzles? Yes. And they're, oh. they're like symbols. And so like in his crosswords, there's like little pictures of unicorns, and then he tells you in the answers that every place a unicorn shows right, up right, right. is the letter A. That's it. That's oh. basically it. Oh, and well, he's also got it for work. Sudoku. Every place a unicorn shows up, there's a letter A? Right. It's... That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Sudoku. <laughs> well, there can be. Not, not usually. Not in traditional Sudoku. Yeah, tradi- who does it? Anti-traditional Sudoku. Well, pe- no, people do alphabological uh, Sudoku. <laughs> they do. Alphabological? They do all kinds of Sudoku. Oh, my God. Alphabological and others. <laughs> and, and others. By Pat Sajak. Only available in Australia. Fill yes. me in. Number 126. A crossword podcast. Number 126. And now the music. And the one. And the two. And the five. Six, seven, eight.
we don't have any content this week. So this is a very light show. We're going right into viewer mail. Let's do it. Viewer mail. Opening it up. Our first viewer mail comes to us from the Oracle, Mr. Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire constructor of several days of the week and hidden contests and other things. He says, hey guys, a little clarification about begging the question. Basically, it means that you're trying to conclude something based on little or no support. For example, if I said Brian must be a better podcast host than Ryan because his name comes alphabetically before Ryan's, or alphabologically before Ryan's, that's begging the question, what does your name's place in the alphabet have to do with your skill as a podcast host? Often, an argument that begs the question simply takes the premise and rewords it as the conclusion. For example, if I said, Ryan is wrong because he never gets anything right, I'm taking my premise, he never gets anything right, and using it as evidence for a conclusion, he is wrong. That is essentially the same statement. Before we move on, yeah. I'd like to say that both of his examples uh, are, are show me Brilliant. to be an they're, idiot. They're awesome. They show me to be an idiot. His, his examples so far, I think, are spot on. I'm the worst podcast host, and I am always well, wrong. I, I don't think that you're the worst just because you might be only second best. That doesn't make well, you the, the worst. Well, the worst in this arena. In this well, that's true. You are the worst on this show. Uh, I mean, and you are the worst podcast host on this show because I'm taller. But if I say, wait, if using both of his, his conclusions, if I say I am the worst podcast host, but also I am always wrong... What does that make me? Does that make this me... This is that Star Trek episode. It is. It yeah, is. It's it the is. triples again. It's the triples. It is. Uh, his first premise is not based on the fact that you said you were the worst podcast host. It's actually based on the fact that he said you were the worst but podcast host. But if I host. say it... Yeah, but now you're changing this. You can't apply... You can't apply his second example to something else to I'm disprove not, his I'm, first I'm example. S- I'm just saying it just because it's my genuine opinion. I'm the worst podcast host, but I get everything wrong. <laughs> I disagree with at least part of that statement. Fair enough. <laughs> I'd just like to finish out Mike's email. He says, uh, in the blog comments, it was pointed out that begs the question is an acceptable uh, use as a substitute for raises the question, because so many people use it that way. A well-known grammar website, he doesn't give us this website, but a well-known grammar website gives a great reason to stop using it incorrectly, even if you think that the majority rules argument holds. There are many ways to say raises the question. That is, nobody is lacking a phrase to express that idea, so why co-opt another phrase incorrectly? This is really valid. I actually think that this is, this is quite a good, this is a very good email. Because, no, 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 it, it, it has nothing to do with the fact that Mike's uh, wonderful opinions about your skills. That's notwithstanding. Uh, but I think it's great. Why, why, take, why take something that means something else, use it wrong, and then defend that use? Because, well, everyone does it. No, I agree with you. Uh, I feel like I used this wrong, but now that I realize I've used it wrong, I don't plan on using it wrong ever again. Well, now I'm going to ask you, and I really want to get, as a guest on this show, I want to get XOP on this show with this topic. Good luck, um, Well, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to, you know, see him at Thanksgiving. Good luck. And, no, yeah. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking try forward to, to having XOP show. here in the studio I would love on the that. show. How That'll awesome would that be? That would be... Come on. I think it would be great. That would be the best episode ever. It would, there is zero chance of that happening. I don't believe that. <laughs> I believe there's at least a 1% chance of this. I am always wrong, so maybe (laughs) I'm wrong. But he would have a great argument about this, particularly about pronunciations of things, because that's where he gets his 
I don't know what, but it, it's the pronunciation of things. And uh, his one of his favorite words for this is dissect. Yes. D i s s e c t. Dissect, which a lot of people pronounce dissect, and it's not dissect; it's dissect. And he would argue that, well, it's dis. You know, well, why should it be dice? Why should we pronounce it wrong just because everybody else does? Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I say dis- dissect now. Do you? Yes. Do you say flaxid? I say flaxid. Do you but really? I, but I do. Say, See, but, I don't say flaxid. You know I what? still say flaxid. I have such rare occasion to say that word out loud. Really? That. Yeah, I do too. Uh, but uh, I do say bisect. Well, that's correct. So I think that's where people get dissect. Yeah. I think because bisect it's not bisect. No, but it's not spelled the same way. I'm not saying it's correct. B-I-S-E-C-T. I understand that. D-I-S-S-E-C-T. These are prefixes. But I'm saying that that's probably where it came from. Could be. I think it came from stupidity and ignorance. Well, thank you. That's where I think it came from. Well, I so I said it at your wedding. I'm not saying in you. But I, in anyone. I said it at your wedding. You did, and then you were publicly humiliated. I was. You were. You said dissect, and my father stood up and said, dissect? He didn't stand up, but his voice stood up. <laughs> his voice, well, he was in the front row. He was in the front I row. I think he was in the front row. Uh, then I sat down. <laughs> you did. We have photographs of this. <laughs> we have a photograph of you with your head in your hands, yes. sitting down right after being publicly humiliated. humiliated. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, Good for you, XOP. Well, but this argument, though, that no, might, I, makes, I totally agree. Who with was you. it? Was it Alex Boisvert on on the on the comments on the thing who said that now people use begs the question to mean raises the question, so it might as well mean the same thing. I, I'm sorry if I'm accusing Alex Boisvert of this. If it wasn't you, I can't remember, and I don't have the screen in front of me. But which is, I mean, is it legitimate? Is it legitimate if everybody starts using it one way and it kind of becomes that meaning? I mean, that's how language evolves, isn't it? I think at some point it becomes legitimate, but I see... My but where is that point, and, and why should we fight against it until that point and then support it after that point? That seems kind of hypocritical, doesn't it? Well, I think it is a, it's, a, it's a gray area. It's a gray area. It's, well, it is, it's but It's like, when does, you, when does your laundry become clothes again? Become clothes? Yes. It's always clothes. But no, but you don't call it clothes. When it's in the bag, you call it laundry. I'm using the word laundry to define I have the fact my that laundry. it has to I'm be folding, I'm folding my laundry. I'm folding my laundry. But then you don't say, oh, oh. I have to go put on some, some clean laundry before I leave the house. Yeah. When does it turn back to clothes? It's a gray area. There's some sort of, of limbo area where it becomes, changes from laundry back into clothes. Okay. What does that have to do with this? So there's some area where this, where a phrase that's well, you're used just in drawing the, a parallel between these gray areas. Yes, there's there, there's a there's a gray area between where a phrase is used incorrectly, where and then there's then it's used so much that all of a sudden it becomes correct. Okay. And what do we do in that gray area? We stew about it. We stew about it. We stew about it until we accept it. We boil stew. And then it becomes acceptable. But that's but you you said it yourself. That's how language evolves. If we didn't, accept, it is how language evolves. If we evolves. didn't accept incorrections, then <laughs> then we'd still be talking. We'd still be going thou and thee and and speaking German. Neville Fogarty says. Neville Fogarty says, "Dear Ryan and Brian, first of all, Fourth Avenue is like Brigadoon. It only comes around every one hundred years." Last week we were talking about the appearance. Yeah, and Fourth Avenue just suddenly appears. Is it like 
It's around Union Square. Union Square, there's it exists a Fourth for like Avenue. a block and a half. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's gone. Yeah, because that ramen shop is on uh, Fourth that Avenue. Does, the ramen shop that does not exist anymore. Dosenko. No, Dosenko was on Third Avenue. The ramen shop that John Delphin told us about. Ipudo, oh yes, is Ipudo. on Fourth Avenue. Ipudo. Yeah. Are we pronouncing that correctly? I don't or know. Is that the gray area? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I can't, and I also cannot uh, stress enough that you should go to. Neville takes Brooklyn. Neville Fogarty takes Brooklyn. Neville, yeah, it's something blog. like that. His it's, blog is great. It's very fun. Uh, if I remember, I'll put a link in our blog post about Neville's blog. But I'm if sure I don't if, remember, you can Google it or find him on Facebook, and it's. I'm it's sure wonderful. if you Google Neville takes Brooklyn, it'll come up. How yeah. many things could there be like that? I don't know anybody else named Neville. No, you did. I knew of somebody named Neville. There's a character in the Harry Potter books named Neville. I've never read those books. I've read the first three or four, and I've seen like one or two of the movies. I guess the most recent movie just came out. Yes. I think Nicole Hirsch is Gaga over yes. Ron Weasley or something like that. <laughs> Isn't he one of the boys in the book? Uh, yes, yeah. it's Harry Potter and, the, and the, the, the Marshmallows or something. Something like that. Part one. Yeah, it's, but it's only part one. Yeah. So we have to wait like another two years for part well, two? Well, I don't have to wait. No. I... I'm uninterested. I'm waiting for the VH1 Where Are They Now show on the cast of Harry Potter. Well, they're still there. Yeah, for now. But yeah, maybe. Some years from now. They'll I have to there. say, though, that both uh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Emily Watson... Is that her name? Emily Emma, Emma Watson? Emma something? Something. They both were good-looking kids, and they were, they've been good-looking all throughout their adolescence and into adulthood. Really? That is... I find Daniel Radcliffe funny-looking, and he has always been funny-looking, well, and I find him unappealing. I think he has a creepy smile, I think he has an awkward chin. But I think he looks very similar to when he was a kid. It's unlike somebody like Haley Joel Osment, who is this cute kid, and all of a sudden he's this ogre with weird facial... Facial? Facial. Facial. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, I just think that's interesting. All right. Moving on to okay. uh, Neville from... Uh, Hogwarts. Hogwarts? Hog, hog, Hogwarts. Hog... I think that's the school of wizardry and other I am going things. to start pronouncing it Hogwarts and see how long <laughs> it takes for that to be an acceptable pronunciation. Okay, Hogwarts. Uh, in Antigua, Antigua is pronounced Antigua, Antigua, sorry. In Antigua, Antigua is pronounced Antigua, not Antigua. What do you make of this? <laughs> Why do you not pronounce it as the local, locals do? We're in a gray area. That's it's just a gray area. It's all a gray area. Eventually, one of these will, you know, take over the other one. And I assume they also have an accent there. They probably do. Can you find? Can you find uh, Antigua, Antigua on a globe? Do you have any idea where it is? Yeah, I know where Antigua. Where is it? It's 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 part of it's off it's east of South America. It's east of South America? Yeah, it's in these islands. This is, there's a bunch of islands, a bunch of Caribbean islands. Uh-huh, Caribbean. Caribbean, or Caribbean. Caribbean. <laughs> Gray area. I don't know. Oh, and June Pot was very impressed by my knowledge of and countries. Oh, yes, he was. But I did leave out, and as he, because he also mentioned St. Kitts and uh, Nevis. Uh-huh. And St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Yes. But we both left out Bosnia and Herzegovina. Yes. So I think... Now we're all covered. Are we? I think so. Okay. I've been doing uh, Name the Countries of the World on Sporkle. The same quiz? Yes. Like every day? Over and over and over and over <laughs> and over again. And I've actually named all the countries. Have you? Yes. All 195. So that's why that's I know... how many countries there are in the world? Yeah. According to Sporkle. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
I don't think I would have had any idea how many countries there were. 195. So now you can name all the countries in the world? I can name all the countries in the world. Go. Antigua. And- <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> uh, stop. Viewer mail, closing it up. So we're in a book. We are in a book. We're in a book, but we don't have this book. So Here's how I heard about this. How did you hear about I this I saw book? the trailer for Cowboys and Aliens, uh-huh. starring Indiana Jones uh-huh. and James Bond. Okay. And I was very excited by this. But I've been excited by a number of Harrison Ford movies in the past 15 years, and they've all been disappointments. So I posted on Facebook, and I said, I'm excited by this. Am I setting myself up for a disappointment? Yes. So then Not the Dentist said that I should be excited. And then Amy said, you're in a book. That's basically how that went. That is basically how that went. And then there was a went. huge comment string about how we're in a book. Yes. Now, I will say that Amy mentioned this book in her own Facebook post like a week earlier. Okay. Did she mention uh, us in it? She did. She said that she had just got her copy. The book, by the way, is called Puzzled, Secrets and Clues of a Life Lost in Words. It's by David Astle. Astle. A-S-T-L-E. Astle. Astle. Yeah. We're afraid to pronounce it with a silent T because we might be uh, taken off the air. We might be. We don't want to get a, an explicit tag on yes. this podcast. So, so it's David Astle. 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 Um, and uh, we don't know what this book is, but David is apparently Australian, uh, I think. Yes. And his book is available on borders.com.au. AU. Yes. You can't buy it in America, but you can buy it through the borders.com Why Australia. Why can't you buy it website. in America? I don't know, because he's not American, because he's Australian. I don't know. Charles Dickens was English. He's dead, though. So? Well, maybe we have to take out David Astle, and then the book can be published in America. Uh, so this is, I mean, uh, you can't get it anywhere. I'm but sure. apparently, it's a book all about crossword puzzles. Anyway, Amy talked about it on her Facebook like a week earlier and had mentioned that she was flipping through the book and had seen references to a bunch of people and mentioned us in this yes. Facebook post from a week before, and I did see that. I did see And that. I looked up this book, and I actually went to Borders in New York to try to see if it was available, and it was not. No. Uh, but apparently, there's uh, two pages or parts of two pages devoted to the two of us. I guess so. Apparently. If anybody has this book, Amy, uh, and you have a scanner, Amy, and you'd like to scan these pages that can that talk about us, Amy, uh, and email them to us, we'd appreciate it. That would be awesome. We'd love to see that. Amy. Uh, apparently, we were uh, attributed incorrectly in this book, though. Yeah. They got the tagline of our website, which is supposed to be, come on brains, be more smarter. And uh, he quoted it as uh, brains, or, or brain Think smarter. Yeah. Which is more like a, a Macintosh ad, an Apple ad. Yeah. Uh, the Contest of Then, we're just going to move right on with the rest of this show. The Contest of Then uh, is from was from Todd Gross, right? Uh, I think it was from Todd, Todd Gross. Bingo Gross. Yeah, what potent potable becomes the name of a European city if you remove the last two letters? The answer is Lime Ricky becomes Limerick. And apparently we did not fact check this enough because a Lime Ricky is not potent. Unless no. you count a sugar high. I guess you can add something to it. To I think it somebody fun. told us that uh, Lime Ricky was the, the, the child's version of the Ricky, which is an alcoholic drink. Oh, really? Uh, maybe I'm making that up. Well, what's a Shirley Temple? That is a non-alcoholic version of a... Temple? Cosmopolitan? No. Of a what? I don't know. I don't know. But it's... I thought a Shirley Temple was just like Sprite with... Grenadine? Grenadine. With the uh, St... St. Vincent and the Grenadines in it? St. Vincent and the Grenadines, all in a glass of spray. (laughs) 
Anyway, we got a number of correct answers to this incorrect contest, but our favorite and winner came from the Reverend Genius Jeremy Horowitz, two-time of the Jets. I screwed that up. The yeah, Reverend Genius Jeremy Horowitz of the Jets, the two-time Reverend Genius, the three-time, how many times is he? I don't know. The end-time Reverend Genius Jeremy Horowitz of the Jets. I thought we, we dropped Jets. the times. I think we did. Anyway, because he wrote us, in fact, a limerick. There once was a drink rather sticky, my guess for a puzzle that's tricky. It may lack any booze. Does that mean I must lose? I hope you enjoy a lime ricky. There you go. That's a really fun little limerick. It is. And, in fact, he was the only one who wrote us a limerick. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Well, which is disappointing, since the answer to the puzzle was limerick. Yeah. I, you know, I would have hoped we'd see more limericks. I uh, like limericks. Send us a limerick as to why you did not write a limerick uh, last <laughs> that week. That sounds good. Uh, so, Jeremy, uh, write us, tell us what you want, and you'll get a uh, Trepane book. Yeah, of your you can tell us what you want, but you'll get whatever book is next in the box. The Contest of Now. The Contest of Now comes from Patrick L. Blindito Blindauer. He of the website, of the Puzzle Fest. Did we of... talk about his stuff last week, or yes. did you cut that segment out of the show? I believe we talked about it. Are you sure? Unless I cut it out. You might have cut it out. Let's reiterate a little bit. He has a puzzle fest. Go to patrickblindauer.com. You get a free crossword every month, and you can pay, I don't know what, $10? Uh, $5? $10 for the puzzle fest? By the way, the puzzle fest is awesome. Hey, this is actually something important. Uh, I I have heard from a number of people who are working on this puzzle fest that they're, they're struggling with it and having a tough time. I might put a post up on our website that will have a, a, a link to a secret other post, so that I'm not giving anything away unless you want to see stuff, but like a spoiler post about Patrick's Puzzle Fest, and if people want to talk about it and bounce ideas off each other, maybe we'll do that. All right. Because it's hard, and I don't know the meta. I got all the puzzles, but I don't know the meta. But I think you have until February 2nd? Yeah, until February, but uh, it's still it's You tough. have a while. It's tricky. So, anyway, his contest of now, he sent us a contest. Here it is. What wheeled vehicle is made up of a three-letter adjective inside the five-letter name of a relative. This is not a proper noun name. No, none relative. of these things is proper nouns. It's all lowercase So basically you have an eight-letter word An eight-letter word for a wheeled vehicle. You have a five-letter relative, and that is uh, encasing a three-letter adjective. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. So what is the vehicle? Write your answer in the form of a limerick. And then we will consider it. If you need a password for uh, this week's contest, if you need us to uh, email it to you, uh, we got one request for an emailed contest last week because somebody sent us a password. Uh-huh. It was a good password, uh, but she also answered the question right, so we didn't email her the contest. But that right. password, of course, last week was Vuvuzela Penis. Yes. Should that be this week's password? Sure. Okay. Password this week is Vuvuzela Penis. Look, on the horizon, it's a thunder god, and he's on top of a relative, encased in an adjective. An adjective encased in a relative. The way you set that up, the sound effect shouldn't be thunder, but rather just like a little trickle of rain. Oh, there you go. It was really weak. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Monday, October... November 15th. Ah, this is very key to our poll podcast. This is by Emily L. Lilly. Emily L. Lilly. Yeah. So, I wonder what her, what do you think her middle name is? I, uh, I hope... Uh, Lilius? I hope so, yeah. Emily Lilius Lilly. Yeah. Uh, sat on top of a lily. Uh, okay, go This on. was edited by Will Shorts. 
And it is, uh, I mean, it has, it has something to do with what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Ten down is 22 across and blank. So 22 across is uh, blank, and, blank ten and 10 down. Yeah. So 10 down becomes, uh, well, 22 across is cake and 10 down is ice cream. Yes. Cake and ice cream. Yes. Two foods. One dessert. Two foods that go well together, that complement each other. But here now, here are some other other examples. Yep. Franks and beans. Two foods that complement each other. But it's one dish. Yeah. Okay. It's that is that is one dish. Okay. That's beans with chopped up frankfurters, and it's all mixed in together. Okay. That's franks and beans. Okay. What what what, what do you think? I don't eat it. I think it sounds disgusting. Franks and beans are delicious. No. Yes. No, no. hot dogs go in buns with mustard. Beans go in tortillas with uh, beef and lettuce and cheese. Not baked beans. Uh, no, refried beans. No, well, these are black beans. These are baked beans. No, those don't get eaten at all. I can't eat beans that much anymore. Really? I inflate. Do you? Yeah. You should get Beano. Uh, it's the anti-inflator. Yeah, I not. It doesn't work for me no? anymore. Okay. Uh, burger and fries. We yep. have, and and all of these cross each other. By the way. Yeah, they do. Uh, I didn't care for this puzzle. Meat and potatoes. I didn't like this puzzle, and not because of this pairing of foods. I didn't like this puzzle because there was a, there was a crossing I didn't know. Halvas and Novato. Halvas and Novato. That did not seem like a Monday kind of crossing at all. Some kind of foreign food that wasn't part of the theme. Crossing with a barely recognizable city in California that I've never heard of. It was a difficult cross. but I mean, uh, there's nothing you can do to figure that out if you don't happen to know these two facts. There's nothing about language that you can use. There's nothing about names that you can use. There's absolutely no way to deduce this information. Well, what about uh, two down, Rusts, and uh, 17 down, Asiago? What if you don't know what the S is? In what's two down? Two down is becomes inoperable, maybe as an old machine. Rusts. Right, but, but what if... But that's that's a lowercase letter English word. But what if you don't know what that but word is? But I'm saying is? that is a lowercase letter word. Halvis is not an English word, and Novato is a proper name. Right. I'm saying that this is a crossing of two things that are not standard English. I think you'd like Halvis. Maybe, but I'm just saying that if you're crossing two things that aren't standard English, I don't know, that doesn't seem to belong in a Monday to me. Make a noise. Um, you were going to sing. Oh. Oh... Tuesday, November 16th, by Ian Livengood. Ian Livengood. Ian Livengood. My favorite name. Yes. You like it as Thor said it that time, right? Ah, Remember yes. in episode 100? Ian Livengood. Uh, it's a great name, though. Ian Livengood. Uh, this, uh, the theme of this puzzle came to 37 across. Regained one's winning status, or a hint to this puzzle's circled letters. Turned the tables. Right. Turned the tables, and so there were circled letters all in L shapes that were kinds of tables. Round table, coffee table, pool table, prize table, dinner table, game table. And this also had a square that I couldn't get. Which square was it? I had to guess at 40, uh, 47 down, gooey mass. And 47 across, Justice Stephen of the Supreme Court. Uh, I didn't know if it was a G or a B. A gooey mass could be blob or a glob. And the last name of some guy I'd never heard of, uh, I didn't know if it was Briar or maybe Grayer some other name. I think Grayer's not really... I would have guessed the B. That was the more likely guess, but again, it was a guess. It was a guess. Not happy with it. Not happy with it. Sing. Don't make that face when you sing, though. That face face is horrible. (laughs) 
my singing face. Oh, it's awful. It's my singing face. I'm take a picture of that face the next time that we do this. Uh, so. Wednesday, November 17th by Robert W. Harris. Robert Lily Harris. Yeah. What do you think the W stands for? Lily. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Clearly. Uh, so, this was an interesting uh, theme. Uh, in, 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 uh, in Across Light, there were circle squares in the paper... I believe they were the squares were shaded gray. Oh, I like it better shaded yeah, gray. Yeah, I think everybody likes better shaded gray. Yeah, oh, it makes more sense. Better. Oh, yeah, that's makes totally better. Uh, so let's just talk about it as if they were shaded gray then, since okay. we like that better. So, but we have 17 across, we have signs of elation, and then an arrow to marathon segments. And what you mar- and, and uh, signs of elation are broad smiles. Yes. And the B and the S are in the gray square. So if you kind of ignore those, you get road miles. Yes. So that's all right. That's nice. That is nice. I, uh, like that. I, I mean, the circles were confusing because I kind of I, I was thinking that the same letters were going to be in each pair of circles. That would have been a, a more I don't know. It would have been a through line to it. Then. Yeah. Uh, but but even without the through line, all of the the the, uh, the the answers are not are disconnected except for their same thinking. Okay. But they don't have a theme. They have a theme, but they don't have a. Uh, 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 did a, you like this puzzle? I did. Yeah, I liked it. I didn't really you like had, much of anything this week. You had bad omen that changed to admin. Yeah. Why are you taking my picture? Oh, I'm not yet. I'm just getting ready to take it for when you sing. <laughs> You have hair braid that goes to air raid, yeah. pop tart, op I didn't like hair braid. I didn't feel it. What was the clue for that one? Uh, pigtail. Yeah, that's not a hair braid. How is it not a hair braid? A pigtail is not a braid. Can be. It's not. Yes, it can. It's it's a small little tie off of the hair that it curls around to look like the tail of a pig. It's not braided. A pigtail isn't braided. I'm losing my hair. I don't know. All right. Earthstone, have... earth tone. I want you to sing. Wait, do it again. Alright, there we got a picture that time. Uh, Friday. Are we on Friday already? No, no Thursday. Thursday, November 18th by Peter Wentz. This was apparently a feat of construction and not necessarily an interesting solve. Quadruple pangram goes across the middle of the grid. Every letter of the alphabet appears four times in this puzzle. Now, Some letters it's... even more than four times. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that uh, Z, for example, I'm looking now and I, I see a bunch of Zs. I see uh, at least five Zs. I like this puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. I think that he was able to... Is it a he? Yeah, Peter. Yeah. I think he was able to have uh, a lot of good answers while having to use Zs and Xs and Qs and Js. Yeah. Yeah, it was all right. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Friday, November 18th by Vic the Gavel Fleming It's been a while since we've done his name We didn't do it right What do you mean we didn't do it right? Because it's supposed to be Vic the Gavel Fleming No, you usually clap after the Gavel I clap before you clap after Oh really? I've totally forgotten how that one works Alright, Vic the Gavel Fleming What? Confused. You're trying to do it wrong. You're trying to do it wrong. No, I, you know what? But if you do it wrong enough, it becomes accepted practice. <laughs> gray, area. Yep. gray area. Gray totally area. Gray area. So this Vic, was a, you're a gray area. This was a difficult 
puzzle. This was not a fun solve for me. Um, I didn't enjoy it. I'm sorry, Vic. I like you, but I, I did not have fun doing this puzzle. It was difficult. It was very frustrating. Well, what frustrated you about it? I don't remember. Show me the puzzle. Show me the puzzle. Uh, what frustrated me about this? Um, I found so many of the clues to specifically reference things that were so outside of my knowledge base. Example. That, uh, colonial stinger. Old Greek coins. Uh, a state symbol of Maryland. Now wait, now... Blank co- prose, court record abbreviation. Now colonial... Nixon pal Rebozo. Moses novelist. Uh, just... But now colonial stinger is in your knowledge. You know what a red ant is. It's a, it's a, it's a play on That's words. That's not the answer. It's fire, fire ant. But you know what that is also? Why is it colonial? Because ants live in colonies. Oh, oh, then it's clever. It's clever. It should have had a question mark. I don't know if it needed a question mark. It totally needs a question mark. I don't know if it I assumed a it was uh, without the question mark, it's because there was some species that was around in colonial times. <laughs> That's not it? Uh, no. Oh. Um, well, now I feel stupid. <laughs> I stand by the rest of them as being outside of my wheelhouse. I thought, so. this, I, I thought it was difficult, but I, I was able to get it, and it wasn't my favorite Friday of all time. But so I, I like the 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 uh, actress actress Roberts thirteen across, yeah, who, where everybody's going to write in Julia. Yeah, I knew it wasn't Julia, but who was it? Uh, Tanya. Who's that? Tanya Roberts, Who's Sheena that? of the Jungle. Shira. Sheena. Shira. Sheena. Shira is somebody else. Shira is a He-Man goddess. Interesting. Oh, oh my face. Saturday, November twentieth, uh, two thousand ten, by Joe DiPietro. This is actually November nineteenth. Saturday, November twentieth, two thousand ten. Well, then you've written by oh, Joe DiPietro. Oh, you, you wrote uh, Thursday, November eighteenth, and Friday, November eighteenth. <laughs> Saturday, November twentieth. I'm reading from by, the script. Well. That was a long day. Yeah, who's the fool? Uh, Saturday, November. I'm still doing this because I didn't solve this puzzle. What happens in this? Uh, I got a couple of things. I knew uh, I ran Contra. That Good. was in there. Uh, I knew Glassy Eyed. Yeah, I knew uh-huh. that. Um, what was the first thing you wrote? Might in? have been about it. Um, what was the first thing that I wrote in? Uh, it certainly wasn't asphalt tile. I didn't know that. This is nuts. I did write that in. I knew this is nuts. Uh, but I didn't know much else. This was difficult. Yep. I, Shoo! I ran Contra was the first thing I wrote in, actually. The first thing I wrote in was Sta. Or oh, Come know. Sta. Oh, I didn't know. That's Italian. Yeah, it is Italian. Uh, I'm I thinking did... about minoring in Italian. Are you? Yes. Yeah? Same professor teach that? As teaches <laughs> I hope so. African history? I hope so. Yeah, th- yes. th- this week what happened... Shall you endeavor the book therein, <laughs> your essay will be graded thus without credit. She wrote, uh, I had a, a, a paper due last week, I turned it in, uh, the, the next day I got an email saying, just, it just said A, period. And then, and then a few minutes later I got another email saying, I have graded your paper and returned it with comments. No. No? No comments. No comments? No returned paper. <laughs> Nothing. Interesting. I hope you got an A. I, I think I did. Okay. I'm assuming. Yeah. I have, over this Thanksgiving holiday, I have uh, 28 papers to grade. Really? All about Stephen Sondheim. 
Oh, what? My freshman class has written a paper on Stephen Sondheim. So It'd be fun I'm for you. Grading those. Well, I like Stephen Sondheim, and I like my freshmen, so it should be fun. You should staple I've... all the papers together and put out another edition of the Sondheim <laughs> Review. <laughs> I should. Uh, I threatened my class that uh, I was going to have my family grade the papers, and I was going to bring them all with me to Thanksgiving. <laughs> We'd all read them out loud at the table. Why not? We might. Do it. I think we might. <laughs> Uh, one thing interesting here was uh, 16 across could still have gotten. Yeah. Get that? I put had a chance. That's what I put in first was yes, had a chance. but it's had a shot at. Had a shot at, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but had a chance was my first guess yeah, in there. Right. And then something else didn't look good going down, and so I got rid of it. Yeah. Anyway, I like this puzzle. I, yeah. I like Dad Blasted. Yeah. Oh. Sunday, November 18th, still. <laughs> Uh, no, November 21st, 2010, by Clive Probert. Clive Probert. Clive P. Robert. Having Aspirations. This puzzle was titled Having Aspirations. 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 Aspirations, like Henry Higgins. Uh, this, uh, you took uh, existing phrases and dropped a single H in there somewhere to change the meaning. Uh, I thought the, the best one, 26 across, macho guys like their pie cold. Mm-hmm. Real men don't heat quiche. I that was cute. Yeah, that's cute. That Remember was when cute. that was a huge thing? Real men don't eat quiche. Yeah. Yeah. The... What is up with that? I don't know. What an embarrassing spot on on like I don't know history of anything. I think it was the '80s, and there were books about it. There were. And there was coffee something... mugs. People were so humiliated, or used it to humiliate people by the just quiche. What is so wrong with quiche? It's like scrambled eggs with stuff inside. I like quiche. Sure. What's wrong with it? It's yeah, delicious. It seems a little. Homophobic. It's super homophobic. Yeah. That is such a weird, weird thing that existed in our culture. <laughs> Real men don't eat quiche. I bet you could buy a book on Amazon with that title. Well, in Australia. In Australia, maybe. Uh, but there were some not so good ones in this puzzle. Herring on the right side. Herring on the right side. I've never heard of either of these phrases. And I, I suppose the one that's in the puzzle isn't actually in common usage, but I've never heard of the original one either. The seven year hitch. That was cute. Delta Hairlines. I like that. Yeah, of course you did. Uh, yeah, and so that was, uh, yeah, yeah. I met a pilot from Delta. Is that the beginning of a limerick? I met a pilot from Delta. <laughs> I opened up my shirt and he felt a. Ooh. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a naughty limerick. It is a naughty limerick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. That was having aspirations. Uh, you know what? This week did throw me. All right. This week of puzzles, I, I'm, I'm kind of not.